everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Gluck. Each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver here on The Athletic. And up next to start the 2022 NASCAR playoffs is Alex Bowman of Hendrick Motorsports making his fifth straight appearance in the playoffs for Hendrick. We recently recorded this conversation just before an approaching rainstorm at Daytona and really enjoyed our chat. So let's go ahead and give it a listen. All right, everybody, I'm here with Alex Bowman. Uh, Thank you for the hospitality, by the way. We're supposed to do this outside and you graciously invited us into your home, so thanks. That is better than getting rained on and or struck by lightning. So I we're, mean, we're trying know. to avoid both of those things, <laughs> primarily the the latter of the two. Yeah, there's a list of things that are not so great, and that's kind of high up the lightning part. So yeah, I mean, the way my summer's gone, it would just kind of be par for the course. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, definitely. I'd be on to top of the that. news. I'd be like able to tweet it out right away. Oh man. <laughs> You, uh, yeah, you'd have a front row seat to it. You would yeah. know what was actually happening. If I still was able to. Yeah, if, if you didn't get well. struck too. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it, it would be dependent on the destruction mm. that the lightning caused. Good point, good point. All right, so uh, the first question is, uh, how do you feel about people reclining their seats on airplanes? See, I don't like to do it because I don't want to be that guy. But at the same time, like it really doesn't bother me if somebody does it in front of me. Um so yeah, I it, it's not the worst thing. I feel like it's not the best thing either. I'm pretty fortunate though. Like I don't, obviously I don't fly commercial very often. Uh, I fly with Hendrick pretty much everywhere we go. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of undecided. I'm in the middle. Okay. Okay. On the fence. Uh, how often do you get recognized at the grocery store? Only if I go to the grocery store around racetracks. So like if I went to the grocery store at home, never like... But if I go to the grocery store across the street, we're in Daytona right now. So if I like go go to the grocery store right there, I'll get recognized for sure. So it uh, just depends kind of the demographic of people that are there. And if it's a bunch of NASCAR fans, typically somebody will come say hello. Yeah. And their eyes might be out a little bit more. Yeah, like, for sure. Race mode. Definitely. I think it kind of makes more sense here. And um, I don't know. I like flying under the radar. So I'm all good not getting recognized yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, on a scale one to 10, how good are you at replying to text messages in a timely manner? Zero. Um, I am a terrible texter. doesn't matter. I mean, unless you're like Jeff Gordon, Chad Knauss, uh, Greg, Jeff Andrews, Mr. Hendrick, like anybody from ally, there's like that group of people that I'm really good at responding to like right away. Other than that, uh, I'm pretty awful. So uh, apologies to everybody that is <laughs> left on red. Um, oh, no, you you have your read receipts no, on? No, so oh. I don't have my read receipts on. Okay. Because uh, if I did, there would be a lot of people really upset. But, um, yeah, like Jarrett right now is shaking his head because I, <laughs> I, never, I never respond. Typically, if it's somebody asking me to do something, though, like I'll do it or like I'll – like if you text me, like I, I know about it and I'll do it. Um, but the whole replying part just kind of gets lost in okay. the process. So you see it. You see yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you could pick only one form of social media to use and drop all the rest, which would it be? 
Instagram for sure. I think Twitter is the armpit of the world. Um, <laughs> pretty much just the worst human beings ever hang out on Twitter <laughs> and like to um, say the worst things they can possibly think of at all times. Yeah. And then complain when they get blocked or muted. So um, that's that's life on Twitter. So I would, um, if we could just like throw that in the dumpster, I'd be good with it. But um, I like Instagram because I feel like Instagram is much more positive for the most part. Um, and I feel like when you have to share things with a picture, it just like has better context, even though it's basically just becoming TikTok at this point. That's kind of halfway yeah. started to ruin it uh if instagram would just go back to pictures and sentences it'd be a better place i know all these social media platforms can't resist trying to be like the other ones and it's so annoying like i don't want to see the reels that were already on tiktok you know it's yeah. just absolutely yeah you know what else i like about instagram not to go on a total side note but you can block when you block someone that says something terrible it it gives you the option to block other accounts that they create yes also. and twitter doesn't let you do that yeah it that's pretty great um I get a lot, I mean, I don't get a lot of that, but like I, I I, have to do that sometimes, right? Like I've had some crazy comments and I'm like, all right, we gotta get rid of this guy. And it's like, you can block anybody else they create. And if you could do that on Twitter, I feel like we, I would only have to interact with people like that, like a fifth as much. Yeah, like, exactly. Because it's all of the same people just creating new spam accounts just to say dumb stuff. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, what is the best way to get out of a conversation with someone who won't stop talking? Oh, so I am shy and awkward. Um, I feel like my close group of friends kind of knows me well enough. It happens at Chili Bowl more than anywhere else. So like at Chili Bowl, I am at my trailer most of the time working on the race car pretty much all the time. And people like I'll be laying under the race car working on it and somebody will walk up and like want to have like an hour long conversation and I'll just like look at one of my friends and they'll come walk up and be like, Hey, you got to do this, blah, 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 blah. And like drag me away. So that's the best way for me. But I mean, like, I mean, I'll just wait for the end of a sentence and be like, yeah, okay. See ya. <laughs> walk away <laughs> if I have to. So, yeah. Um, yeah. As awkward as I am, it's, it can get pretty uncomfortable at times. So does that help that you're already half a step down the awkward path where you, you know you don't have to worry about it being awkward? You're like, well, I'm already feeling awkward about this, so <sighs> yeah, can't but get any worse. Yes and no, because I'm awkward and anxious. So I'm like, I'll think about that interaction like three and a half years later and be like, man, you are so awkward. What is wrong with you? So um, I don't know. I, I feel like I have all the negative attributes of somebody who uh, who has to deal with casual conversations on a daily basis that would suck that would suck but at least you have good <laughs> friends if they're there that they bail you out that's good yeah for sure um what advice would you give someone who is having a hard time getting over a mistake they've made oh go to somebody else for better <laughs> advice <laughs> i'm terrible at it um yeah if i mess up i hang on to things probably way more than i should um especially if i mess up on the racetrack but uh, I think the biggest thing is just to try to learn from those mistakes uh, and find the positives in them. Um, one that was really hard for me to let go of was Charlotte, the second Charlotte race in 2020 after we came back from the pandemic. At the 600, we were strong, won a couple stages, led a bunch of laps, um, pit strategy, got us at the end, kind of that last restart was a mess. 
So we go back for the second race and we're really fast, uh, pretty much dominating the race. And Kevin got me on a restart and I just overdrove the crap out of the race car and plugged it in the fence off of turn four like an idiot. He was only faster than me for like 15 laps and then we were going to drive right around him like it was no problem. But I panicked and overdrove it and crashed it. And that was a race that we 100% would have won. So um, that was a, a mistake that was tough for me to let go of. But I think looking back, I just tried to learn from it and use my head more in that situation in the future. Yeah, yeah. So this next one's a wild card question where I'm mixing it up for each person. And uh, there's been a lot of talk lately about some of the star drivers are, are going to skip the Chili Bowl this year. Um, you know, the, the purse isn't what I think a lot of people would like it to be. Um, I know the Chili Bowl is super near and dear to your heart. You spent all year working on these cars. Um, so I guess, how, how are you, what are your thoughts about still going? Is that not going to take away from your enjoyment of the event? How do you, how do you see all that? Yeah, I think for me, like, I, I am still going. Um, and I go to the Chili Bowl for a different reason than I feel like a lot of those guys do. Um, well, we have had super fast race cars and really competitive race cars and podium on prelim nights and, and been pretty strong in the past. Um, I go to win the car show when we unload, uh, try to bring the nicest car we can possibly put together. We spend way more time than anybody ever should to build a car for one race. But, um, you know, I feel like we've had beautiful race cars for the last couple of years. And, um, and then I go to win the party. My friends and I have more fun there than anybody else. Um, and I just go to enjoy it with my friends. Like, you know, it's not a high pressure situation. We're not there. Like if we don't win, we're not melting down and not having fun and, uh, leaving there mad. Like two years ago, we were the worst we've been in a long time. Um, and we still had a blast all week. You know, last year we were really, really fat or this year, I guess we were really, really fast. Um, and it was the same, like we had the same amount of fun. Right. So, um, you know, I go, I go there to go racing with my friends, but primarily to have a good time. And, uh, well, I would love the chili bowl to pay more, right? Like I think we all would. Um, I mean, my, my pit pass bill for my race team there is like almost $6,000 for the Dang. week. So when it pays 10 to win on Saturday, it's tough, but I do bring a lot of people and, and we have a lot of fun and it's not about the money. It's about, uh, what that week has been to me and, and that week really started ABR. Um, you know, obviously we have more race cars than just the midgets now. And, and we've been running the wing sprint car quite a bit. So, um, it's just a fun week and, uh, it has never been a, a money making endeavor for me by any means. And, uh, it probably will never be, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun anyway. Okay. Interesting. Um, so this question, uh, was, somewhat uh generated with you in mind last year at martinsville with denny interrupting your celebration um i've been asking people uh if someone blatantly wrecked you to win a race would you inter interrupt their celebration you did not blatantly wreck denny to win a race but let's say this scenario if someone like took you out on purpose uh to win would you interrupt their celebration as denny did to you yeah that was interesting right because i wasn't going to really celebrate i don't I don't like confrontation uh, in anything. I feel like that makes my life more difficult than it needs to be just with how much I dislike confrontation. Um, and I knew that I messed up and got loose under him and crashed him. So I was mad at myself for that. Uh, so I was just going to pull up to the start finish line. I wasn't going to do a burnout. Um, wasn't going to 
do anything. And I pull up to the start finish line and there's Denny. <laughs> so, um, which I understand is frustrations. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know how I would handle it if I was in the same situation. Um, obviously we are all super passionate about what we do and that's what makes NASCAR racing as great as it is. Um, if somebody just drove in there and crashed me for no reason, it, I, I could see myself getting mad enough to do something. Um, but at the same time, like if it's hard racing, I think, uh, at some point you got to understand. And, um, well, in my mind that was hard racing. I made a mistake, got loose and crashed him. Um, in his mind, obviously he saw that differently and still sees that differently. So, um, that's just, uh, part of it. Do you, what, what was going through your mind? Like when he's like looking right at you, like nose to nose, if I recall, like, are you like, what the hell is going on? Like, what, what, well, what I was, were you thinking? I was waiting to have to get out and fight him. And I'm like, man, I messed up and he's not going to take that. Like he's not, I'm not going to just be able to say like, Hey man, I messed up. I'm sorry. Like this is going to be large in yeah. front of a lot of people. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a really awkward interview um i got marty snyder trying to like imply that i did it on purpose halfway and i'm like no i didn't do it on purpose at all um and then we're we're kind of standing there like or i'm standing there because everything's on the front straight away all of a sudden everybody's booing i'm like what is going on like what like they're all mad at me. And then I look and he's talking and I'm like, <laughs> why are they mad at him? Like what? I crashed him. Um, so that was really weird. And then I felt horrible, right? Like I was pretty mad at myself for the whole situation. Uh, and then I watched his interview and I didn't feel nearly as terrible <laughs> yeah. anymore, uh, with how far he went with things and, um, tried to make a positive out of a negative with a shirt there and, and all that. But yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, what movie do you think you've seen the most times over the last year? So I don't have cable, so I'm never like, I don't ever have just TV on. Like I have to click on something to watch it. Wow. You're streaming only, huh? Yeah. I'm Word cutter. Yeah. Well, I use the Xfinity app. Oh, right. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that I've watched anything more than once. I'm a big TV show guy, though. So, like, Yellowstone, Stranger Things, kind of all the basic binge-watching things. I gotcha. Um, just start watching the new Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I'm excited to kind of get to know new characters and kind of see all the new stuff, right? It's, it's weird because of how that show ended and everything, and it's so different, but I'm, I'm excited for it. Okay. Um... When you think about NASCAR five years from now, what are you the most optimistic about and what worries you the most? Uh, man, that's a tough question. Um, the thing I'm the most optimistic about is that they, like they being NASCAR, are always doing everything they can to make the racing better. Um, it's like, you know, they, they have changed the sport so much to try to keep the fans engaged and, and make the fans happy and give them the best product we possibly can. And I think that is encouraging. Um, you know, my biggest worry is that we'll have 15 street courses and 15 regular road courses and go to like two ovals and, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I, I, 
I do feel like we've gone like I I would like to see you know Chicago is a great oval like we have we have left a lot of great racetracks um so just the schedule I think is is the biggest thing um so I mean who knows who knows what it will or won't be but um we go to a lot of badass places too so I'm sure they'll do a good job with it Mm -hmm. okay uh, so a magic genie appears and offers you the chance to um, go back to the beginning of your racing career and start all over. But the catch is that you get to retain all the knowledge and experience that you have now. So uh, do you go back and try to do it all again, or do you just stay where you are in the present? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think I'd probably stay where I am in the present. Like, there are plenty of situations I would love to do again and races that I feel like I could have won and, you know, paths that I could have taken differently. But, you know, who says that if I take a different path that I still end up here, especially with kind of how my career went. Yeah. Uh, a lot of crazy things happened to, to end up here. Um, and I'm still learning every day at Hendrick Motorsports and just trying to make the most out, out of every situation. Um, so I think I, I've got to stay where I'm at. Um, you know, I wish I could go back five years and, and start at Hendrick Motorsports again and kind of have the knowledge I have now. I feel like I've, I've learned so much, but, um, you know, I, I think we have a long ways to go and, um, can continue to, to contend for races. Okay. Uh, so each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. And, uh, the last one was actually with Bubba and, um, he just had, sent me the question this morning because I want to make sure that he knew who it was for. Um, so he said, you're the world rule maker for the day or basically the president. What are the top first three things that you'd change? And I was like, well, are you talking about the NASCAR world or the world in general? And he said, the world in general. Oh, so man. Like the whole world. <laughs> you could do anything you want for a day, apparently. Uh, you can change three things. Is there anything on your, on your list? <laughs> Where did he come up with that? I don't know. I don't know. Holy cow. I was like, wow, that's a really interesting one. I haven't gotten that one uh, ever. Yeah, <laughs> you're telling me. Um, <laughs> well, all homeless pets would have to have homes right off the rip, right? Uh, we do a lot for, for animal shelters and animal welfare and uh, did a bunch of stuff this week. So um, it was pretty cool. So that would be neat. Um, rule number two dogs can fly on the Hendrick Motorsports airplane on any airplane <laughs> uh, just any airplane you can fly your dog um that is literally the only downside to driving for Hendrick Motorsports is I can't fly my dogs with me okay um yeah. so we would change that uh and rule three I would always have the fastest race car period <laughs> um so a lot of selfishness there but uh yeah those would be my three rules i like it you you save all the dogs in the world all the pets in the world and you get to travel with your dogs and you drive fast race cars I mean, yeah that's good that's a good use of the day yeah i'm I'd, I'd be good with that and i i didn't say like i would win every race because i'm not always the fastest driver but i'd always have the fastest car so at least we'd win a bunch of them yeah okay um so i i'm trying to to get Joseph Newgarden for the next interview. I don't have it confirmed yet. So uh, I guess you could either ask a question for Joseph, or if that doesn't happen, then I could come back to you later and uh, try to see who it's about. Yeah, so my question to him would be um, probably seeing like 
how much NASCAR has changed in the last couple of years and how guys like Kimmy have come in and run. Um, obviously, IndyCar is different than F1, but does he have any interest in ever running a cup race? Um, and if not, like, what is his bucket list race car aside from IndyCar? Like, what would he just love to, to go drive? Okay, cool, cool. I love it. Well, thank you very much. I, I think that the staying out of the lightning and was the rain a has arrived yes. for sure. It's a, it's a good thing we came inside. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, man. All right, everybody. There you have it. Alex Bowman on the 12 questions and, uh, definitely really enjoyed that one. Um, I think he has a sneaky, good sense of humor and is very, you know, honest about himself. So, uh, really appreciate those aspects of, of what he had to say. And you may have heard there that I asked for a question for Joseph Newgarden because I was trying to do a uh, 12 questions with an IndyCar driver going into the season finale at Laguna Seca and try to get one of the contenders there. Uh, Unfortunately, Joseph actually wasn't available, but I did do a 12 questions with Will Power, and I asked uh, Alex if it would be okay to use the same question uh, for Will that I was going to use for Joseph Newgarden. He said, yep, that works perfectly. So that is the question I will ask Will Power on next week's 12 questions heading into the IndyCar finale. Anyway, make sure to check out all the coverage surrounding the NASCAR playoffs on The Athletic. I think we are having someone at every race and uh, double covering many of the races. So we'll have plenty of stuff for you to consume and look at. If you are a NASCAR fan, this is a time of the year where we really start to ramp things up along with the teams and drivers. So Make sure to check us out on theathletic.com slash 12 questions is where you could find the latest deals if you are not a subscriber already. Either way, thanks as always for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.